Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. It's Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Riding with you for about another half hour or so tonight before we dish things off to the JR Sport Brief. I'm hungry, Lindsey John. I was telling you this during the break. Hopefully, my commander's appetite will be fed when Kevin Sheehan joins the show in about 10 minutes. He's the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show weekdays 10 to 1 over on our sister station, the Team 980. He'll join us to talk all things burgundy and gold coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Right now, though, I want to get back to the Move the Sticks podcast hosted by Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, two guys that Bucky played in the National Football League, was a darn good player with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Both dudes uh, have had experience in NFL front offices since, so I definitely respect their opinion. We played you some of Daniel Jeremiah in the last segment. He is extremely bullish on the Washington Commanders and believes they're not being talked about enough as a threat to make the postseason in the NFC next year, his co-host on the podcast, Bucky Brooks, had a very interesting suggestion as to who the Washington commander should be looking to sign via free agency before training camp starts. Take a listen. I don't need Sam Howell to be a hero. I don't need Sam Howell to go out there and say, hey, I got to put it all on my shoulders and do it. I need Sam Howell to go out there and not mess it up. The other thing, and I still worry about this part, for the commanders. I wish they could run the ball. I wish they had a marquee running back. Like Brian Robinson, he's fine. Antonio Gibson has been kind of up or down. I wish they had an established runner. To me, Dalvin Cook in that uniform changes how you have to play their defense, how you have to play their offense. And it opens up the field for McLaurin and those playmakers on the outside. That would be the team that if I could gift them a, a marquee player, I would gift him Dalvin Cook in that situation because if he's there, it changes everything. Could you imagine Dalvin Cook in the backfield for the Washington Commanders? I was I was interested to hear Bucky's thoughts on that, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, man. I think a running back of the ilk of a Dalvin Cook completely changes the way opposing defenses are going to have to defend Washington. During OTAs uh, and mandatory minicamp, something I did notice about the Washington running back position and what Eric Bieniemy and company are going to ask out of the running backs in this offense, I don't know how much we're going to see or, or what the, the, the carry splits are going to look like between Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I have been long on the record saying this. I think Antonio Gibson is going to be the biggest beneficiary of Eric Bieniemy coming over from Kansas City. I've long said this. I just think he's the most explosive dude with the football in his hands on Washington's roster. I think it's organizational malpractice that he was used 
as infrequently as he was under Scott Turner the past couple of years. Injuries, I know were a big problem and concern for Antonio Gibson, but if he can get over the injuries, if he can not put the ball on the carpet, which he did not have an issue with last year, I think Antonio Gibson, remember we dubbed him the weapon coming out of Memphis, like that was the nickname that they put on him? I think he has every opportunity to be that guy. Um, That being said, though, he is the most complete back that Washington has right now in terms of the ability to run in between the tackles and have the, the the ability to be a threat in the passing game. I just think he's more polished in that area of his game in comparison to a guy like a Brian Robinson or the sixth-round running back that they drafted out of Kentucky, Chris Rodriguez. That being said, the Dalvin Cook thing makes a ton of more sense because of that. Just think about this. Antonio Gibson, right, is probably... I don't even want to say probably, without a shadow of a doubt, is Washington's best receiving threat out of the backfield. I don't think anyone with a functioning brain can dispute that, right? If Antonio Gibson goes down, I don't think Brian Robinson is the type of profile back that I want lining him up in the slot or that I want to be tossing the football to. Chris Rodriguez, the the back they drafted out of Kentucky, He doesn't have a bunch of receptions in his college career. So I wonder how Washington is going to play the running back position as we enter training camp. It wouldn't shock me if they put in a call for Dalvin Cook. I just wonder, wow, Lindsey John, think about this, though. The Harris group getting ready to take over. What if that was, (laughs) what if that was their first order of business to sign Dalvin Cook? Wouldn't that be a way to get this fan base on your side from the get-go? Yeah, I think that completely changes your offense because I'm not as high on you uh, about their offense because I really think the O-line is a problem, especially for Howell. It, it is. I'm not, I'm not denying that the offensive line's a problem, John. I'm yeah. just saying I well, think I, I'm they'll a be huge, able to scheme their way out of those divisions. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of the enemy. You saw kind of what he did or how the Chiefs' offense operated. It's kind of the opposite almost because outside of Kelsey – they didn't have great weapons, but they had a great offensive line. Here, it's like great weapons, not great offensive line. Yeah. So I'm going to be interested to see how that works. But if you're to get Dalvin, you have Antonio Gibson, then you have Brian Robinson. So you like I me, mean, you have a great running game and passing game. So then I think you could really scheme up the offensive line. I th- I think not even just Dalvin Cook. I think Kareem Hunt would also be a decent move too. I think if you get how one much of does Kareem Hunt have left in the tank, Lindsey John? Like, it's, let's be frank about it. Right? I don't think he's. I don't think he has much. Like, I don't think there's a big difference between him and Dalvin. As far as like tread on the tires, yeah. Because Kareem's because Kareem's kind of been splitting carries. Yeah. I, that's interesting. I, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin's more electric when he gets I mean, into open space. He's one of the top ten most dynamic dudes in the NFL with the ball in his hands. I don't think there's any mistake about that. The one thing with Dalvin Cook that has uh, interests me, since he's been in Minnesota, that defense just really hadn't been that good. A Trash. running back of Dalvin's caliber, think about it. He hasn't really been in a situation where it's them handing him the football off in the fourth quarter to try to protect the lead because their defense has struggled to keep other teams out of the end zone. So Dalvin Cook in that role I think would thrive one thing that I noticed during the OTAs and mandatory minicamp, Brian Robinson, and I'm not, I hope this doesn't get taken as me trying to call Brian Robinson out. It's not what I'm doing at all. I think he's a damn good player. He was getting some rough coaching from Eric Bieniemy, man. He constantly 
was having to be corrected about the depth that he was running his routes and how wide he was getting uh, when when running routes. So I do think the pass-catching element of Brian Robinson's game could stand to use some serious development uh, as far as how they plan on using the running back position this year. But the idea of Dalvin Cook makes a ton of more sense. And the more and more I think about it from an identity standpoint, Washington could could damn sure use another home run hitter on offense. I think they've got hmm, Gibson I view as a home run hitter. McLaurin I view as a home run hitter. They got a couple of home run hitters on the offensive side of the football. I love their weaponry. But in terms of like flat out speed and the ability to take the top off, Terry and Antonio Gibson to me are the best in that, you know, in that department. You add an Alvin uh, Dalvin Cook and your offense instantly becomes that much more dynamic. I'm rooting for them to do it. But if you had to ask me like, let's give you let's give this hypothetical scenario. Um I actually would have to look this up. If the scenario came down to Dalvin Cook signing with the Washington Commanders or the top offensive lineman on the market, would you take Dalvin, or would you take the top offensive lineman? I see your brain in there churning a, mi- a million miles a minute, Lindsey John. Can you, can you do me a favor and tell us who the top offensive lineman is left uh, in free agency, and we'll, we'll sort through that. I, I feel like as I was tossing this back around, as I was getting ready for the show tonight, I thought about it. I said, damn, I don't know. It's a very interesting proposition because on one hand I am starting to drink the Kool-Aid that everyone's been pouring in my glass about Eric Bieniemy and the impact that he's going to be able to have on this offensive line I'm buying that completely but if they had the opportunity to add a tackle and I don't think there's any good tackles left on the market Taylor Lewan is the best tackle on the market and his best football is behind him he's got a litany of injuries that he's dealt with over the course of his career if you tell me that there's a good tackle out there I don't know. It, it changes the way I view the football team. It, it just does. Because I've long said I think Charles Leno's a little bit long in the tooth, and I don't know how much longer he can hold up. But I do believe the notion that everyone's been trying to sell us on. I do think Eric Bieniemy definitely, hopefully, <laughs> I might add, uh, will be able to scheme Washington's deficiencies on the offensive line, scheme those out uh, so they don't really you know, act as that big of a deficiency for that group. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we're wrapping up the show here. About another half hour left. Uh, we'll we'll join we'll join the uh, JR Sport Brief show coming up at the top of the ten o'clock hour. Coming up next, though, Coach Sheehan, Kevin Sheehan, the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show, weekdays ten to one p.m. over on our sister station, the Team Nine Eighty. We'll get his thoughts on the Washington Commanders as we sit here sixteen days away from the start of training camp. Uh, we'll talk burgundy and gold with Kevin next here on the fan. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? 
a family road trip summer, a beach bum summer, or a wake me when the sun sets summer. With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door, in as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. The youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock tonight before we hand things over to the JR. Sport Brief, we're efforting to get our pal Kevin Sheehan on the line. He is the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show weekdays 10 to 1 on our sister station, the Team 980. If we cannot get Kevin Sheehan, now we will continue our conversation surrounding the Washington Commanders, but I uh, w- wanted to have Kevin on. They, they had some interesting discussion on on Kevin's show this afternoon, and Kevin and company were discussing Jonathan Allen versus Deron Payne. It's very interesting to see that, man, via the poll that Kevin took, I'm going to scrolling down here. So if you could pick one was the rule that Sheehan gave. 1,500 of you tapped in on this. If you could pick one, John Allen or Deron Payne, in an astounding landslide, the folks go with John Allen. So it was very interesting to see. We do have Kevin on the line. Kevin, appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. What's up, Linnell? How you doing, man? I am good. So I want to get right into it, man, because you have obviously been around this team and covering this team in some sort, some shape or fashion for a very long time, man. So this year, I think you could admit is unlike any other in terms of like the events we had happen this offseason, the impending sale of the team, Ron going into year four of a five-year deal. There are a lot of moving parts with this group right now. We played some audio from earlier, uh, the Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Daniel Jeremiah, Kevin, is very bullish on the Washington Commanders heading into 2023. And I think it's an interesting take, that, an interesting stance that he's taking, Kevin, because when you look at all of the power rankings leading up to training camp and when you hear national media members talk about Washington, they don't seem to be that high on this group because of the uncertainty at quarterback. Daniel Jeremiah acknowledging the uncertainty at quarterback, but then goes on to say he'd be surprised if they didn't make the postseason in the NFC. What do you make of that? And do you think it's smart to be bullish on this group? Well, that's first person in like national media I've heard, you know, be optimistic. I mean, I've heard people talk about, you know, they're optimistic that this could be a good defensive team. But even from that standpoint, Linnell, I think they've been a little bit undersold. 
I mean, none of this matters, right. you know, but it's, it's all conversation. Um, and, and, you know, for people like us, it's, it creates some content for us in, in these dog days of July. But um, I think it's the best roster that they've had since, I mean, since 2016. But it's, it's actually probably a better overall roster yeah, than they had in 2016. But if, if you're, if you're a, an analyst and your job is to make these July predictions for the upcoming season – you're going to nine times out of 10 discount a team significantly if the quarterback is either bad or a total mystery. Right. And the best thing you can say about the quarterback situation here, no matter what some in our fan base believe, is it's a mystery. It's right. a total unknown. We have no idea. And by the way, they don't either, meaning right. the coaching <laughs> staff and everybody out there. I mean, you can be impressed with his arm strength and his mobility, but nobody knows at the NFL level, you know, whether a guy is going to, to succeed until he's actually out there doing it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he is a serviceable, you know, top 20-ish kind of a quarterback this year, I think they're going to be great defensively. Yeah. I mean, why I wouldn't they be why wouldn't they be great defensively? They were, by most metrics last year, a, a legitimate top 10 defense. Why would they take a step back this year? I mean, things happen in the NFL. We understand that. Right. And defenses aren't as sustainable for a long run as offenses with great quarterbacks are. But if they're as good or better as they were last year defensively when they won eight games with Taylor Heineke, exactly. and, and, and Sam Howe is you know, is, is, is okay. And, and turns out to look like an NFL starter. I don't know about playoffs, but I think it's going to be a fun product to watch develop during the year. And, you know, maybe the year really to look forward to would be 24, yeah. you know, in his second full year of starting, if it turns out he can really play because typically guys starting with, unless you're Mahomes right. in their mm -hmm. first season as a full-time starter, don't go to the playoffs, you know, even with a good team around them. But, um, I do think they've been a little bit underrated by the national media, um, you know, in terms of their roster, not necessarily their overall ranking because quarterback does matter a lot. Exactly. Uh, we're joined right now by our pal Kevin Sheehan. He's the host of the Kevin Sheehan Show weekdays 10 to 1 on our sister station, the Team 980. Make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Kevin Sheehan DC. The second part of the audio clip that I played, Kevin, was Bucky Brooks going into a little bit of detail on why he thinks Washington will have some shortcomings this year. And he mentioned the running game. And, Kevin, you talk to a casual Washington Commanders fans. You take numerous calls during your show. I think there's this assumption within our fan base that Washington was a good running team last year. When you look at the numbers, and I've been, you know, headfirst into uh, Warren Sharp's, you know, preseason manual, so to speak, where he breaks down all the numbers, Washington was amongst one of the most inefficient running teams in football last year. So, so Bucky – gave this idea of them signing Dalvin Cook. Now, one, Kevin, how realistic do you think that is? And then in fantasy land hypotheticals, what do you think it does to Washington offensively? Well, it's total fantasy land because they like their running yeah. they like their running backs. I mean, you know, As when you should. talk to people you know, when you talk to people out there, they're big fans of Brian Robinson Jr., they're big fans of Antonio Gibson, and I think the enemy's starting to feel like Gibson
Gibson has, I don't know, I, I'm in the camp of Gibson's got an enormous amount of talent and, and upside. And I don't get the evaluation of their running backs. I understand what the numbers were. I've seen them, the advanced numbers, the traditional numbers. You know, for most people, just looking at their average yards per carry, it was like 3.9 and 3.8 for Robinson Jr. and Gibson. But they had a bad offensive line. They had a quarterback in a, situ- in a situation at quarterback where they couldn't threaten teams down the field um, with, you know, with, with, a, with, with, with arm strength and with vertical, you know, uh, th- there was nothing vertical about their offense. Yeah. And, and I thought Gibson and Robinson Jr. considering, although I did look at yards after contact recently because I was talking about this, and neither one of them was way up there in yards after contact either. But yeah. I like both of them. The eye test for me says that Robinson Jr. in his second year, if you give him 20-plus carries a game, would be a 1,200, 1,300-yard-plus back. Yeah. That's what I see. And I think Gibson actually is – as explosive, you know, I'm not going to put him up there with an Alvin Kamara or something like that, but I do right. think that he's got big play potential. We've seen it in space. I also think he's a really good runner overall. And last year he got rid of the problem. Hopefully, it, it you know, he's able to continue to, to hold on to the football because that was our biggest concern a year ago. But I like their backs, and I saw Warren Sharp's number. You know, what was it, the 29th rate ranked running back class yeah. out of 32 teams? <laughs> that was a joke. I just don't see that. I see yeah. them, you know, not top 10 or top 15, but I see them close to top half of the league right. with Robinson Jr. And, and Gibson. I like their backs. Yeah, Kevin, I think that position, along with the offensive line and, and the tight end group, I, I damn near just named every position on offense, I'm going to be looking at those groups uh, with a keen eye come training camp. The running back position interests me, though, Kevin, because when you think about the way Kansas City has run their offense traditionally, and I understand with Mahomes under center, it's a completely different beast. But even going back to the Alex Smith Kansas City Chiefs, the profile of running back that they had as their lead horse, I think it it makes it seem like Antonio Gibson should have the leg up because of the things he's able to do out of the backfield and being a more natural pass-catching threat. Being out there at OTAs, Kevin, there was a, a moment in time where Eric Bieniemy, Brian Robinson got visibly frustrated uh, at Eric Bieniemy's, you know, stiff coaching because he's trying to get him to become a better route runner and pay attention to detail and run your routes to the right width. I say all that to say this. Considering his lack of experience as a pass catcher and seeming being that he doesn't really threaten teams if you line them up in the slot, do you worry about the depth of the overall room? Because I think Antonio Gibson is the only back that they have right now that I think is a complete back. Well, I agree with that because I think Gibson proved in 21 that, you know, as a 20-plus carry a guy, uh, you know, back, he's big, and str- he's big enough and he's strong enough yeah. and his vision improved in 21. It was much more advanced than it was in 20. Um, and he he carried them during that four game win streak that got him back to six and six before the COVID. It was really a lot of of Antonio Gibson and ball control and third down conversions and time of possession. Go back and look at those games. You know yeah. when they beat Carolina and Seattle and the Raiders and I'm forgetting who the fourth team in there. Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. It started with Tampa. Yes. When they beat Brady at home. Um, and I, uh, I I agree with you on that. But Robinson Jr. was a load last. 
last year. I mean, he really, you know, after, look, uh, it would have been great to have had him the entire year. Right. I was a little bit skeptical early on, but I just thought he kept getting better and better. And I think we'll see, you know, good things from him this year. But I like Gibson a lot, and I, I like their running back room. Look, the biggest, the biggest mystery that this roster is as good as it's been in six, seven years. But what we don't know, and what matters the most in this sport, is do you have a quarterback? And we don't know if they do or don't. And if they don't. Well, you can be great defensively. You can have great receivers. You can have a good, good running back room. But we've seen that in recent years with teams like Denver, who didn't have a quarterback. You know, the Jets, who didn't have a quarterback. You know, uh, Buffalo before Josh Allen got there had an outstanding defense, but not a great, but no quarterback. And you ended up with six and ten and seven and nine and five and eleven seasons with great defense. You know, Washington last year had a really good defense, eight eight and one. I mean, so, you know, they, they weren't, they were close to a playoff team, but they weren't a playoff team. And they certainly weren't yeah. a contender if they had made it as a seven seed. Um, so that's the big question. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, it, that's number one and one A and one B before we get to O line, <laughs> which is number two. Well, that's a beautiful segue, Kevin. I could tell you a radio professional. I will let you go on this, my friend. Are you buying the narrative that's coming out of the park? that Eric Bieniemy, in the scheme that he's going to run will be enough to mask Washington's deficiencies up front? I, I don't know. Um, we've never, <laughs> he's, never, you, he, he's, never, he's never called plays. Um, he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes, I had Jay Gruden on my podcast tomorrow, and I'm going to play some of that on the radio show tomorrow morning. Um, and you know, Jay was talking about Kansas City, mm-hmm. and he's like, Patrick Mahomes probably for twenty to thirty plays made Andy Reid and everybody on that offense look good. Um, <laughs> and so you don't know yeah. uh, whether or not the scheme will will mask any sort of inefficiencies that they have. I mean, look, I hope they solved their O line problem. That was a big problem last year. Let's mm-hmm. not forget, Linnell. I think a lot of people tend to, to say it was just bad when Taylor Heineke was in there. It was butt-awful when, when Carson Wentz was oh, yeah. It might have been worse. Too. It, it, I think it was worse yeah. early in the season. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, 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 I hope Eric Bieniemy has <laughs> enough rubbed off, and but he doesn't have he does not have Patrick Mahomes here. It's key difference. Or Travis Kelsey. No. I appreciate you giving us some time, Kevin. It is going to be an interesting season. And uh, did you mention you had Jay Gruden on the podcast? I definitely got to tap into that. Yeah, Jay was on with me today. Jay's great. He's Always. you know he's he's so giving with his time, you know, and and he's phenomenal guest and analyst. You know, right. McLuhan. I had Scott McLuhan on a few weeks ago, and McLuhan told me for like the fifth time in the last <laughs> you know eight years that Jay Gruden was the best talent evaluating head wow. coach that he ever worked with Gruden, you know, and he told me today, Deron Payne was his guy all along, not Vita Vea, not Derwin James. Right. And they, 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 he, 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 he loves Deron Payne and thinks he's on the verge of becoming, you know, a dominant, dominant defensive tackle. Yeah. I'm excited, man. Can't wait to see it. Kevin, we'll be tapped into the show tomorrow morning. Appreciate you giving us some time as always, my man. Marilyn, I hope you're well, man. That is Kevin Sheehan. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter 
Kevin Sheehan, D.C., for the latest on the Burgundy and Gold. And make sure you check out uh, the Kevin Sheehan Show tomorrow morning and weekdays, 10 to 1, over on our sister station, the Team 980. We'll take a quick timeout and put a bow on this show when we come back. Do I think that Eric Bieniemy is going to match the deficiencies of Washington's offensive line? We'll put a bow on the show, and I'll answer that question next as the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. One final segment here on Overtime. It's the youngest in charge movement, Liddell Willingham, taking you up to 10 o'clock before we hand things over to the JR Sport Brief. Want to give a huge thank you to Kevin Sheehan for joining us in the last segment. Uh, if you missed any of my conversation with Kevin, our man John Lindsay will have the podcast up here momentarily. Make sure you go back and listen to my convo with Kevin to get his thoughts on the burgundy and gold heading into 2023. Covered a lot tonight. Talk a lot of NBA. Do we think Jordan Poole is going to work out here in D.C.? Do we have the locker room, a veteran-laden enough locker room to help him not repeat the mistakes of his past? I think we do. Um, Like I've said all along about Jordan Poole, I think this is the perfect opportunity for him to finally be out of the shadows of Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. So I think that works out. A big shout-out to our guy Jason Dumas for joining us in the 7 o'clock hour to talk about Jordan Poole. I want to thank Neil DeLau of Hoop District for joining us in the 8 o'clock hour. And once again, a big thank you to Kevin Sheehan for joining us uh, in that last segment. That's going to do it here for this Tuesday night edition of Overtime. If you want to keep the conversation going with me on Twitter, it's at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.